1: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. And now your host, Philip Naiman.
2: Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun.
3: Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. We're coming to you from Prescott, Arizona this morning here, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So I understand why people are leaving California in droves, because there are amazing places uh, out here, and uh, Prescott, Arizona is one. If you're watching along on the YouTube channel or or our Gab channel, and you're seeing the video on this, you'll see that I'm in a I'm in a living room right now because we're still building out the offices here in Prescott and next to me or behind me, I should say, as I set to move to the side here is a a very unhappy elk. Um, He's supposed to be on the wall up here, but as I tried to put him up there, my wife and I almost had a hunting accident, which wouldn't have fared out very well for her. So, um, we 're waiting for for backup reinforcements that 's why you have a what we what we affectionately call here a floor mount so it 's a new it 's a new style for elk it 's called the floor mount. You just leave them on the floor um, because you can 't get them ten foot up in the air to, to hang on the rafter so uh, anyway that's that 's our description of what we 've got going on out here but prescott 's absolutely beautiful uh loving it we 're going to open an office for my business out here. So I'll be split time between California and Prescott and uh, full-time working, but back and forth between the two offices uh, until it gets established on that. So excited about that. And again, that's Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Uh, That's where you need to go. So this week is the 15th following weekend. Next week, if you haven't done it already, please make plans to go to the N1N09 cleanup day. D14 zone is the page on facebook and george willoughby we've had him on the show we've talked about it last week again also george willoughby is organizing this to do a major cleanup and it's extremely important that we as shooters police ourselves are proactive in the cleanup portion because if the sierra club was out there cleaning this up they would use all the publicity in the world they could to get the shooting areas shut down we're safe because they don't like to do cleanup, but it's an opportunity that would make the Second Amendment community look bad, even though we know it's not the Second Amendment community that's doing it. It's jerks, it's criminals, and it's people who should be fined for everything they leave behind. Uh, though I have zero, in case you couldn't hear it in my voice, I have zero tolerance for those people who do such stupid things to shoot toilets and leave them out there television sets or just moronic glass. I got an idea. Let's drink beer and shoot the bottles. Anyway, those are not the second amendment crowd. There's not, they're not my listeners, so I can offend them all I want. Um, We only have good people listen to my show. So it's important that we get involved in that. And George Willoughby, you can get a hold of him on his Facebook page through the D14 zone. George Willoughby's uh, charging that. I think I've said his name six times now, in case you haven't caught it that's the guy you want to get in charge with One 1 nine. it's going to be at eight o'clock in the morning saturday morning next saturday one week from today 8 a.m off of highway 330 you catch that just north of, of san bernardino with the 210 uh bends right there in the middle of san bernardino highland area take the 330 north into the mountains about seven to nine miles something in that range and there's a 330 cutoff and it'll be on your right-hand side you'll come up a long grade as the road bends to your left the cutoffs on your right it's a really neat area it's too bad we have to go out there and clean it up but i'm glad that we've got a crew out there that's doing it and again hats off to you folks d14 hunters who care about the land and are doing the right thing and getting out there spending their saturday to clean up someone else's mess so god bless you guys for that i think i'm gonna you know what? I'm going to make sure we donate some cutting edge bullets out there. These are all guys who hunt the D14 zone, which in California we have to have uh, lead free options. And after shooting many of the different lead free options from the GMX or the uh, uh, the EL, I forget what Nosler's word E tip for Nosler or or the Barnes, you know, the cutting edge bullets I've found to be hands down the best for terminal performance, uh, accuracy, long range consistent bcs they're just they've been the best so i'm going to donate some bo- some boxes out there we'll see which calibers the guys want and just as a as a thank you for them for actually doing that and so it'll be the hunting calibers anything from 25 out six or 25 caliber six fives 270s seven millimeter 30 caliber I'll, I'll get a couple of boxes of those going out there for them and uh george and the guys can decide who worked the hardest who does some reloading and and uh gets a fantastic little uh, gift for that. So, again, let's talk about that for next week. And uh, I hope you all send me pictures and let me know what's going on out there. I am out of town that weekend, unfortunately. Or I would have been there. Okay, so this week I am going to do a show on something that is very popular. And it's kind of funny that I'm deciding to do this show because it hasn't been a cartridge that I've owned until recently. What's really weird about that is it's a cartridge that's been around for about 115, 616 years. Anyway, we're going to talk about the 30-06, the venerable 30-06. So uh, what, what is it? Where did it come from? What can it do? And why, in the name of all things that are so good, is it getting such a bad rap lately? I just think it's an important thing. If you saw the video of my last show on YouTube or uh, on Gab, you'll notice I I had a little conversation with Sean Gibbs. And that kind of what got me going on this is I think we need to clear the air and talk about some facts when it comes to firearms, ballistics, advertising, marketing, articles, web pages, blogs. It's like, okay, there's a lot of hoopla out there. And I understand that people want to sell more firearms or different cartridges or different calibers. That's, that's great. But I just wanted people to be honest in their dealings. And so let's talk about the 30-06. 30-06 right now has been a little bit under the weather. People think of it as your grandfather's gun. All right. Uh, It was cutting edge in the early 1900s. It really was. And it started off as a, Military cartridge, 30-06 Springfield, actually started off as a 3003. So 30-03. Um, it's called a 30-06, though. It's not called a thirty oh six 6 or 30-06. It's called a 30-06. If you see it written out, it's 30-06-30-06. 30-06. That's what it's called. Please don't show up and say I want a 30 oh six or a 30-06. It just no, d- don't. I'm helping you here. This is giving you some sh- street cred. It's 30 six, not 30 oh six. There are other things you could say differently, but don't do that one. It's one of my pet peeves. It's almost like it's almost like driving a Prius in the fast lane too slowly. You know, it's it's really bad. So don't do that. Don't do either of those two. It's 30-06. out That's a proper name for it. It began as a military cartridge. The first version of it came out in 1903. It had a very, very large round nose bullet, like 220 grains. The military has always been slow to adopt new firearm technology. They still are. So the 30 they, they were looking to try and shoot a 220 grain round nose bullet out of a out of a uh, modern cartridge. At that point in time, the gunpowder you used was cordite, it was very dirty, it caused a lot of throat erosion, and they they couldn't keep the velocities they wanted on those big Two hundred twenty grain bullets in that style cartridge, so without destroying the guns, so they they eventually they gave it up and they came up with a Spitzer bullet. Now the Germans that invented this and they saw it in the seven by fifty sevens that were used in uh in the, the Cuban conflict, whatever Spanish American War, Cuban conflict. Um, the Spaniards and the Germans over there had the seven by fifty sevens, which is a seven millimeter, a modern cartridge um it was in a repeating rifle it was faster it was flatter it was more accurate and it caused a lot of issues for uh, the americans up there so teddy roosevelt who was in that who went into that conflict is now the president at this point in time and so they're designing that they want to get a spitzer bullet for the 30-06 and they came up with a 150 grain spitzer bullet now that changed everything because at that point in time, they could load at about 27, 2800 feet a second with a 150 grain bullet. It had a better profile. So it, it got better gas mileage, if you will, through the air, better profile, meaning it was more efficient when it hit the air. So you could shoot farther with it and have more velocity and impact downrange. And as a military cartridge, that's obviously what you'd like to do. So that began in the O3A3 uh, rifle very popular rifle. Lots of people have the Springfield 03A3. They were made in as the main battle rifle for World War One. They continued um, production of those, I think, into the late 40s, and then they kind of stopped producing them. But the uh, 03A3 is, a, is your classic World War I rifle. You see an American soldier holding a gun that's like mostly wood from Top to the end. That's the 03A3. Uh, many, many manufacturers made them from typewriter companies to Remington to Springfield to, you know, all these different companies made, made them. So they could have different manufacturer stamps, but it's a great rifle built off of a Mauser style action. Mauser. You have to kind of grab one to look at it because it's a little hard to describe on on air. But a Mauser action has a uh, what's called controlled feed. When you go to load it out of the magazine and you push your bolt forward on a bolt action rifle, it grabs the back of the shell. It doesn't just push it forward; it grabs it and controls it all the way in. And when it extracts it, it pulls it all the way out too. So a lot of people love the Mauser actions. I like them just because they're so usually so smooth. They just uh, lapped you know, metal on metal. It's the set. Nice. It's almost like it's a glass action. And so it just really is smooth and it's artistic on that. So that's pretty good. We're going to talk about uh, 30-06 when we come back here. This is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this.
1: Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211.
2: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekend's right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short term and your long term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Landing logo.
0: AM 590, the answer.
2: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this?
1: This is my boomstick.
3: Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Mind Radio Show. This is Philip Naman. You know that every week we're going to talk about our sponsors and one of our great sponsors out there is bullseye sports guns and ammo in riverside between arlington and central off of brockton at the brockton arcade anyway that's where you're going to find him uh, uh big uh big vince is down there and we're talking about 30-06 so this is the 30-06 show head on down there say vince it's about time I bought myself a out six. He's going to show you what they have. They probably have some, some special guns in there on consignment. Anyway, anything you need, Second Amendment related, Bullseye Sports, guns and ammo in Riverside is a show you need shop you need to go to, and get yourself some training. They've uh, got some excellent training. Mike Foley, uh, Mike Connolly, they all do some great training out there. Uh, you need to get your CCW uh class done they have processes for that too so check them out bullseye sports guns and ammo in riverside 951-823-0211 951-823-0211 so talking about you know talking about sponsors out there there's a lot of folks out here that support this show that i really want to to point out to you folks ccw safe you know you've heard their commercials if you have I shouldn't say if you have, pretty much everybody needs to look at their coverage because even if you do not have a CCW, they have a protection plan for your home. If you have to defend your life or the life of your loved ones uh, at your home, they have an option that can help you with legal fees. So it's extremely important. It's not only for CCW carriers in California. It's also for anybody who has to use self-defense to defend their life, whether it's by their hand or a frying pan, whatever you needed to do to get the bad guy uh, away from you, CCW safe helps you with that. So it's different from a lot of other plans out there. Uh, Unlimited, they have unlimited uh, liability coverage, not liability coverage, unlimited civil um, protection and unlimited criminal defense uh, coverage. So very, very important. If you saw what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial, you know that it's extremely important you have good representation. And of course, cutting-edge bullets, we've talked a little bit about them before. Cutting-edge bullets, we're going to talk about proof research as we go in here uh, a little bit longer on this on the podcast, but we have some absolutely fantastic uh, Accutac MagLite. Um, you need to refinance your home, go check out Big Ed Hoffman at Planet Home Lending, he will help you out with that. So, folks, let's move on here. I want to keep talking about the out 6 We're talking about the basic rifle that was started off in, which was the Springfield 03A3. Now, after World War I, there were a lot of those in surplus. And so a lot of guys bought them, people bought them, for very cheap from the government, and they sporterized them. So they would take off the giant wooden stock that it came with with a four end guard and so forth and they would create their own and so there's a lot of these if you you can see them online on gun or something a lot of guys made some customized stocks and it's kind of neat because it's a piece of history you know it's a it's a beautiful rifle and they made their own stocks in their own garages and you know Now their grandsons are selling them or something like that, but uh, there's some really neat things out there, but the 30 six became extremely popular because as a hunting round, it was pretty much unparalleled at that point in time. You had a platform that was inexpensive to buy. You could sporterize it and do whatever you wanted to uh, for a hunting rifle. So the O3A3 really brought that along and made it a very accessible round, not to mention the performance beat everything in that category. So, thirty out six became the battle, the battle cartridge for World War II, with the M1 Garand. So, the M1 Garand is a semi-automatic. If you've watched Private Ryan, you've seen an M1 Garand. If you're new to the show, um, but it's a gas-operated semi-automatic rifle. And so it is very finicky on the style of .30-06 ammunition that it uses. You can't just grab a box of Remington Core Locks, shove them in a Garand, and expect it to work for very long. So there's some there there are some things you need to know about that. There are if you have a Garand, you should know that there's Garand specific ammunition. It should only be shot in a Garand. You can shoot it in a regular bolt action rifle, but it's a waste. It's specifically made for the Garand. It's lower pressure. It's a different uh, powder that's used It has to do with the timing cycle. There's, there's math and physics involved. So please don't ask me to explain it on the radio. I can't explain it anyway. I'm just using that as an excuse. Anyway, so that became the battle rifle in the World War II, but it's still the same cartridge. Lots of ammunition freed up after that. Lots of cases, lots of bullets. People used to buy their powder in eight to 10 pound jugs, Um, I remember stories of the guys telling me that they would go buy powder by the couple of pounds. The guy would scoop it out with like a, a peanut scooper or ice scooper into a paper bag. And this guy would ride his bike home with two pounds of gunpowder, black, you know, smokeless powder from his handlebars heading home to do some reloading. So that's, that was in free America, you know, they probably call a hazmat squad and, uh, you get swatted in the whole thing today, but again, that's that's just the way that was then. Anyway, so 30-06 became very, very popular, and it became popular because of its accessibility, because it did have very good performance for the day, um, and it also became a very good base for other cartridges. Because there were so many cases out there, uh, people began to change things around. So that the 270, one of my favorite cartridges, came out of the 30-06 family. So the 30-06 cartridge, if you're watching along on the video here, folks, the 30-06 cartridge is a uh, long tapered cartridge. Now, the reason it's tapered and what what tapering a cartridge means is at the rear of the cartridge where the primer is, at the rear of the cartridge where the primer is, is the widest portion. And as you go towards the front, it gets narrower. Now, this was used in semi-automatic rifles like the Garand. It was used in machine guns, which had very, very fast actions slamming back and forth. So the tapering helped with. Uh, making sure it loaded when the gun was dirty and extracting. There was there was less surface area for the cartridge to bind up on. So for ease of of extraction and ease of running it in a dirty gun in in uh, dangerous conditions that's why you had that taper. Now, if you're following along on the video here, um, I have it compared to an Ackley. This is a 30-06 also, but it's what's called a 30-06 improved where they've actually straightened the walls. They've increased the volume of powder that this cartridge can hold and it burns more efficiently with that type of a shoulder action uh, angle. Excuse me. So we'll talk about that in a a bit here, but the 30-06 was designed for many, many purposes that base cartridge, the cartridge being the brass part, was used as the father or grandfather and great grandfather of so many other cartridges. The 308 basically came from there. It's a shortened version, basically, not exactly, but basically came from there. The 270, the .25-06, obviously is a 30 six neck down to 25 caliber, the 243. Um, anyway, I think the, the 280. Um, basically, they're all based off of a 30-06 case. If you hand-loaded and you had 30-06 cases with the right material, you could actually reform them into one of these other cartridges. Might take a while, but it can be done. So, very, very versatile, kind of the grandfather of all rifles uh, and long-range hunting in America. So, that's the 30-06 for you there. And... Do, 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 do. So, let's talk about some of the performance. So, the reason that I got on this kick where I wanted to actually defend the 30 out 6 and for those of you who know me that's that's kind of an interesting thing for me to do <laughs> is to defend the 30 <laughs> out 6 because I shoot a 270 most of the time and we always have banter back and forth as to which one's best but the 30 out 6 has been around for so long that the official Sammy the sporting association of america manufacturers whatever but saami their classifications for 30 odd six is in its original version but here we are 116 years later so we're going to talk about how you can actually improve your performance of your odd six and what's a fair comparison when we come back right after this hi folks philip Naiman from firing line radio show You defend your life, CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com.
0: AM 590, the answer. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them!
3: Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Neyman. I hope you're checking us out on our other platforms. Obviously, we are on air on AM 590. You're listening to it right now at uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoons. And that's a great station all over Southern California. But we also have our YouTube channel. We're on gab.com forward slash firing line radio. So we're trying to get on as many platforms as we can because, well, fake book is fascist book. And we know, as I've been we've all been seeing this, They're going to be shutting that down. I imagine they'll be shutting us down whenever they feel like it. I just don't want to be caught unaware. So we're trying to reach out on other platforms. Uh, We'll take a look at uh, Trump's thing when he comes out. Maybe we'll be on that too. Just comes down to how many different places do I want to try and (laughs) upload everything all week long. So we'll try and figure out which one's the winner and, and go with that. Today, we're talking about the 30 out six, the venerable. Old fashioned old man style cartridge, 30 out six. and as I went off the air there, I was you know we did some background information on it, and everybody seems to have one uh, or knows of one, or your dad has one, or your uncle has one, or grandpa had one. So the 30 out six is around. It's a very, very popular cartridge because it's it's done so well. It does a lot of things well. It may not do one thing better than everything else, but it does a lot of things well. And so that's why it's been so versatile. It's 30 caliber. So the diameter of the bullet is 30.308, uh, basically roughly a third of an inch. Okay, not exactly, but that's what roughly is there for. It's about a third of an inch in diameter. And the weight of the bullets that you can shoot out of a 30 odd six varies substantially from around I think you can get a 95 grain in there with a, a round nose if you really wanted to. But uh, normally 110 grains with a spitzer profile, meaning a pointed bullet, all the way up to about 240 grains um, with a giant, looks like a copper pencil, um, long range bullet. Now, the out 6 can shoot all of them. It's not going to shoot all of them as the most efficiently of any other cartridge, but it can shoot all of them. The 240 grain bullet is probably going to be going around 2,400 feet a second, pretty slow, but it's a giant lead sled. The 110 grain bullet is probably going to be going at 36, 3,700 feet a second, and everything else is going to be in between. But the standard load for a 30-06, in my experience has been the 165 grain bullet. Uh years and years and years was the Sierra 165s, everybody shot those, the Match Kings or the Game Kings. Um Hornady came out with some good uh oper- good uh, their Interlocks back in the 80s. Um Nosler's got some good bullets out now. Everybody's kind of stepped up their game. Uh Cutting Edge has some very good um all copper options. They have the 165 grain laser, which has a pretty high BC. It's actually a 510.5, which is high for a 30-06 mid-range bullet. Most of them, like the Sierras and so forth, are in the fours. So they got less gas mileage when you're trying to shoot. It slows down faster, uh, is more affected by the wind than a higher BC bullet. So I wanted to make a comparison here one of the things i saw online and why i'm why i'm defending the 30-06 for my buddy andrew's sake is people take a look at what when this cartridge was designed in 1906 these are the specs it should have used it should have had this caliber this overall length it should have been in this twist of a barrel um and and had this pressure well everything has changed 116 years later if you don't believe me look at the the phone you're watching this program on. Right. So things have changed, but the Sammy cards haven't, that hasn't been updated. So when somebody compares a modern designed cartridge to one that's 120 years ago and, and leaves the parameters or the rails of performance on the 120 year old cartridge, as opposed to what it can do today with the equal technology, I find it unfair. So a lot of, writers out there are writing these stories about the, uh, let's say the Creedmoor, the Creedmoor just kills the 30 six. You should throw all your 30 odd sixes away. There's no, you know, it's a great historical piece, but that's it because they're not, they're not comparing apples to apples. They're taking a 147 grain, super high BC bullet for the Creedmoor. And they're using a 150 grain, um, horrible BC bullet for the 30 odd six. You know, it's, there are different options you can do. And so what I wanna do here, I'm gonna share my show my screen here on the video, folks. So again, if you're watching this on the YouTube, you'll be able to see, I did a couple of comparisons here just so you can understand what's involved in this. So first off, I want to show you what's available in 30 caliber. So this particular page that I'm showing online on here, folks, is for lasers. This is the cutting edge bullet selection for 30-06 Uh, 30 caliber, it has a 180 grain bullet with a BC of 575. Now that's pretty darn good for a uh, 30 caliber bullet. For their um, MTH, their hunting bullet, their 30 caliber actually has a BC of 510. Yeah, the BC is 510 for the 165 grain bullet. Now I've used this MTH bullet exclusively until they came out with the laser. It's, it's a heck of a bullet for very accurate. So my point is you have the ability to get a high BC bullet in the ranges of for a 30-06 that are going to be very, very good. Also, the 180 grain laser is a BC of 575. So, um, go right here. yeah, BC is 575 on that. So you have the ability to get a high DC bullet and high ballistic coefficient bullet. So you can shoot the bullet, shoot the rifle farther, shoot it faster, shoot it more accurately over long range distances, which is really what everybody's kind of getting into. Now everybody wants to shoot super long ranges and make some fantastic hits and and life would be good. So I went to the vortex ballistic calculator. Now I like this Vortex ballistic calculator. Uh, it's simple to use. It's been pretty accurate in my experience and it prints up nice charts for me to look at. So I did a, your typical 30-06 uh, with 165 grain bullet, BC of 510, muzzle velocity, 2,900 feet a second, very standard, nothing tricky there. Sighted it in at 225 yards. And let's just take a couple of, of looks here. And at 500, let's see here, let's go to 500. At 500 yards, okay, it's still going 2,200 feet a second. It's about a 6.7 minutes of correction, and it has almost 1,800 foot-pounds of energy. So that's pretty good. That really is. That's, That's really good, 500 yards. So let's flip over here. This was the, sorry about this. Okay, so this is the Creedmoor. So I took a Creedmoor, the BC of 625, muzzle velocity of one of 2800, which is right in their wheelhouse, um, 140 grain bullet. And if we look at their 500 yards, they're at 2242 uh, feet a second, 6.9 minutes, and 1,562 foot-pounds of energy. So a little bit less energy, about the same drop right? When you compare apples to apples, about the same drop. And if we go over to the, gosh, darn it. (laughs) Well, let me do that. All right. So if we go over to the 180 grain bullets, sorry about that folks. I hate choppy radio as much as you do. So go to the 180 grain bullet at 2,800 feet a second. This is right out of the uh, Sierra loading manual. Nothing man- magical out of that. And they're not they're not even that fast. But here you would have 2,200 feet a second, roughly seven minutes, just about as flat as the, as the 140 Creedmoor and 1,900 foot pounds of energy at 500 yards. So for most hunting distances, the 30-06 with the properly, a properly matched Barrel a properly matched bullet for what we're trying to do, you're going to have almost the identical uh, flight path of a Creedmoor, and you're going to have more energy out there. Now you don't hear that very often, and you don't hear it from people trying to sell new cartridges, but that's just the way that works. Um, they have they have a bit of an agenda there. So your thirty out six with a twenty. 20- well, let's talk about how we can improve, improve the performance also. Now, it to be honest, it's not a surprise that a large action cartridge would outperform a short action cartridge. The Creedmoor is very efficient. They've done a good job designing it. And, you know, it's it's right next to a .30-06 with less powder. So that's fantastic. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. I'm just saying that... When you look at the actual numbers, I want you to be advised and know that, hey, if I have a 30-06 and I can't afford to go get a Creedmoor, I can still do whatever it does by loading the right bullets, like getting an understanding of what the true capabilities of my rifle that I have are and that's that's kind of really it's a freeing thing we're going to talk about how to actually improve your rifle if you have a few extra ducats and uh you know you keeping the shekels in an extra bag and you can uh put those together then we'll talk about how to improve it take it one step even farther so folks this is philip neyman an unusual show for me defending the 30-06 odd those of you who know me know why i say that but uh hey somebody has to do it uh, we'll be right back after this radio.com.
1: Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time.
0: When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to
1: feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it,
0: we will get it for you.
1: For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a
3: concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. You defend your life, CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com.
0: AM 590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes. Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes. 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 That is all you need to know
3: now you own a 30-06 yes yes okay well that's good this is your show i hope you're enjoying it um i actually so we're in the fourth session here folks so i actually have to come clean i did not own a 30-06 until recently that's right um and it's a grand, so as uh, it went through the c m p the civilian marksmanship program, and I got a grand and I'm very happy with it, um, that's like looking at it. I haven't actually shot it yet, but uh that and I do have a specialized rifle that shoots thirty out six that um it's extremely accurate, and I can't wait to get out and hunt with that but thirty out six is actually a new a new collection for this old man, which is kind of unusual, but eh, that's the way life works, okay, so we're talking about Justifications with a 30-06, why you have one. If you have one, do you need to throw it away and buy something new? No, no. If you understand your cartridge capabilities, you can really dress this sucker up. It's never going to be a 300 rum, okay, but it's not a slouch. 30-06 is a fantastic cartridge all the way around. So let's talk about things you can do. Many, it, let's just say that you inherited grandpa's 30-06. Okay. And it's it's sentimental, but he would rather you use it than just look at it in its current condition. So it, as it's sitting there in the Remington 700 uh, BDL polyethylene stock on it with all the scratches from when grandpa tripped and went down the hill and the 22-inch pencil barrel is dinged up. It's like, you you may not want to use it in that fashion. So what you can do is you can keep the spirit of grandpa's rifle alive. You can keep the action. Uh, You'll probably want to replace the barrel. Now, when you're replacing a barrel, obviously proof research is who I'm going to go to, but they have great offerings, not just in the carbon fiber, but also in their traditional steel. So if you have like a the Ruger rifle, if you have a Ruger, they can get you a prefit or a savage prefit. If you have one of the higher-end uh a- actions, obviously they, they do those also, but you can get a pre-fit barrel for a savage 110 or a Ruger uh, action, and uh, that will cut down a lot of gunsmithing time and costs. We love our gunsmiths, but they do take their time. You know who I'm talking about. Okay, so The you can change your barrel. Why would you change your barrel? Well, if you're changing your barrel, there's two, three things to consider. Number one, the profile of the barrel you're putting on. Um, You may not want to have a giant target barrel put on a hunting rifle. Sometimes I do, but I'm weird that way. Um, You also may not want to put a super thin pencil, lightweight barrel on it if you're going to be shooting it a lot. So the weight of a barrel, I think for most people, it's called a Sendero weight. It's kind of a medium weight. It's stiff, which you need for accuracy. It has a little bit of weight to it, which can help you in some shooting positions, but you have to carry it. If your gun is too heavy for you, take up golf, okay? Because if you're hunting and you shoot an elk and your 10-pound gun was too heavy, (laughs) you're going to hate life. So if your gun's too heavy, take up golf. Get a carbon fiber shaft golf club uh, with a hollow head, okay? Um, This is for... This is serious stuff here. You need accuracy is more important than lightweight. So a stiff barrel is very important. We like to proof research either traditional steel, which I have several of, or the carbon uh, fiber barrel. If if that's in your wheelhouse, I think it's a great way to go because you can get the stiffness of a very heavy barrel without the weight of it. They still weigh something. They're not flyweights, but they're... Their size allows them to be as stiff as a heavy barrel without carrying an extra three or four pounds of weight on the end of your gut. Okay, so that's one thing. The other thing is you may want to take a look at redoing the stock. A lot of guys love chassis stocks, Um, they're neat. Maybe you don't want to go space age with a chassis. You'd rather have more of a traditional hunting stock. You know, McMillan makes great stocks. Their MC3 line. If uh, for polymer is the way to go, as opposed to, you know, the Magpul stock, I like the polymer MC3 much better than I do the other one. And it comes in long action also. So you can, uh, you can change that out fairly easily. You can put a detachable box magazine in if you want. Magpul does make, very, very good plastic, um, high-grade plastic, detachable box magazine for uh, the lower metal of your rifle, so for Remington 700s. So you can change all that stuff out. All of a sudden, you took grandpa's gun. You still have the action of it, which is the spirit of the gun. You've repurposed it with the new barrel, new stock, and then obviously you're going to uh, probably upgrade your optics from the uh, four power weaver thin line that grandpa had or the uh, three by nine that uh, your dad had uh, Leopold and you're going to upgrade it to some of what we have today which are just amazing optics the vortex you know my favorite hunting scope is the PST2 by 25 in a MOA and, I, and for hunting, I like second focal plane. If you're just gonna be shooting targets, first focal plane's great, they, they have both options. And that's a reasonably priced, great scope. So you've done all that, you can also upgrade your trigger. When you're changing your barrel out, I would get as fast a twist as you can find. So for 30 caliber, you might wanna look for a one in nine twist or even a one in eight, if that's available that will allow you if you ever decide to hand load to shoot a better caliber of bullet should you decide to do that it will not stop you from shooting the traditional or standard stuff it'll do it just fine but it gives you the option down the road if you wanted to try and shoot a 240 grain bullet just for fun you can stabilize it i just saw a video of a guy shooting his 308 6 3300 yards with that bullet um, had 265 minutes of Elevation <laughs> but but hey, he threw the bullet out that far, so there's a lot of options you can do with it, and I would if you're going to rebuild the rifle, I would do it to give you the most options and not not to just put you into one corner where all you can do is x so a faster the faster twist, a one and eight twist, if you can find it for thirty caliber would be fantastic now let's talk about the length of the barrel, thirty out six you're going to be burning fifty plus grains. So a 24-inch barrel is really the minimum size I would recommend. 26, if you can get it, I think is perfect. The longer a barrel is on a rifle, the more velocity you can add up, up to a certain point. For this type of a cartridge, about 26 inches is where you're going to get your most beneficial burn from today's slower powders uh 20 inches you're gonna you have a giant fireball it just this doesn't work as well for a 308 you know 20 inches is okay uh for 30 out six i would rather see you with a 26 inch barrel if you're going to get more velocity and a little bit more balance on the gun also so the barrel length is important The twist on the barrel is important. If you're hand-loading, your bullet selection is everything. And you're going to be able to, again, check anything from 110 grains, very small coyote ground squirrel bullets, to a 240 grain, which is a lead sled you're throwing out there. I mean, it looks like a copper pencil, about two inches long. (laughs) It's a giant bullet. But you have that opportunity, and and you're going to have the ability to take it for an elk hunt. To take it for a coyote hunt you want to shoot the uh, bears with it you, you have that um it obviously is was a military round so there's all kinds of applications you can use with 30-06 the the deal is understanding what you can do with it you know um and not just reading magazine hype so uh if you write a magazine and um you have a problem with this, come on the air. Let's talk about this. I would love to have a conversation with you because, you know, I don't want to make anybody feel bad for some. Oh, the other thing I forgot to say, gosh, darn it. I always do this. I'm probably out of time, but you can also improve the chamber. I showed this picture earlier. And so if you are going to redo a 30 odd six, I highly recommend you do what's called an M improved chamber. It's also called an Ackley improved or Ackley chamber, but an improved chamber. That's going to add almost 250 feet a second in velocity for free. You can shoot regular 30-06 ammunition in it, and it'll create a, a new case that you can reload at the higher velocities. It It increases the brass life for whatever reason. It doesn't stretch out, so there's some Benefits to that. Uh, You can shoot standard 30-06 ammunition in it. And then you have, it's what's called fire forming. When you load that long tapered cartridge into the acne improved chamber and fire it, the pressure pushes the brass out to the new dimension. So it's creating a new cartridge with your old brass. And so I've done that with my 270. I've done it with my 25 six. My friend, Andy did it with his 30 out six. It's an amazing cartridge. Now it's almost as fast as a 300 wind mag out of a 30 out six. So think about that. You just created a Magnum alpha standard cartridge and you didn't increase the pressures. Pressures are the same. So it's, it's an amazing new thing, not new, it's a long time, but, um, if you're going to redo it, think about improving your cartridges. So that's it. That's my 30 out six show for today, guys. I have done my best to to help the venerable 30-06 to, to lift up the afflicted, the battered down, the maligned, much maligned in the press uh, cartridges out there. And so that's my deal today. If you have a 30-06, stand up proud. You're not the schmuck they said you were. I don't think anyway. All right, folks. Hey, check us out on YouTube on gab.com and the Philip Naiman Fireland Radio Show. Have a great day. God bless. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot!
0: When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
3: I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show. Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for attitude skills and knowledge and that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely perfect place for that he has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations bring your mag light. So folks check them out at askdefensive.com askdefensive.com for a schedule of classes, he's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com
0: AM 590, the answer